What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, strategies that you need to kick your Amazon advertising up a notch. Uh, you can get all of our episodes and more, a couple goodies there for you at adbadger.com slash podcast. This is a really cool episode where uh, it's a different approach. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, we had this concept of ride-alongs way back in like 2017, where basically it's like, let's ride along or let's follow along an optimization story. Basically what that means is we're gonna sort of hear where we are in part A, and then in part B, we're gonna talk about, you know, what do we do in between these two dates and what impact did that have? And what's really cool about that is it's gonna share the actual story of doing PPC from a narrative perspective, from a what is actually going on? Like, how did we get here? What do you think about it? What are you going to do about it to try to push it forward? Uh, So we are recording part A that you're hearing today on December 6th, and then we're going to record part B in a couple weeks and then talk about what was done, what we're doing to push it forward, and then really just be open and honest about hey, this worked, this didn't, we're going to try this other thing now and just ride along, follow along. In this particular follow along, we're going through and talking about BSR. What can we do? We're going to share what we didn't previously, uh, taking a product from about BSR 7 or 8 up to BSR 1, and it fell back down to BSR 3, and then what are we going to do over the next few weeks to get it back up to BSR one. Uh, really love this concept, this follow along, this ride along component. I'm happy that you're here riding along. Have a good one. Let's jump in to the episode. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Now bad mistakes Welcome, Michael, to the show. Thanks for coming back on, taking time out of your busy optimization schedule and telling us a little bit about what you are working on. I'm, I noticed this very blank pinboard behind you. Does this mean you've completed everything? <laughs> everything is off my task list, yes. All my post-its notes. <laughs> yeah. What is that like? Oh, it's great. Oh, I just haven't filled it yet. Yeah. Uh, it'll be full by the end of the day, believe me. <laughs> yes. When in doubt, list it out. Exactly. That's my number one productivity <laughs> tip. Um, so as you know, we're doing a BSR ride along, a BSR follow along, uh, where 
instead of just talking generally about BSR, instead of just talking generally about how to help make a BSR go up or what it happens when it goes down, what do you do to get it back up? We're actually going to be following along with a real case, uh, with a real one of your clients. And you've been working on this client for quite some time now. So you have good comfort with the product line and, and the brand and all that stuff. Uh, however, we're going to keep this completely anonymous. Uh, so we won't be sharing specific keywords, products, niches, who the client is. That's something to keep in mind uh, as we go through this. Uh, you know, keeping client privacy is obviously super important for us. But yeah, so here's my understanding of the situation so far. There was a product really wanted to get to number one BSR. And you started maybe at in like the six or seven range. Yep. It was at one. And then now it's currently at three. So yes. that's where we're sort of picking up this story. It's December 6th right now is when we're recording this. So we're going to be yep. sort of following along here. First, I want to start with some history. Like what was the composition or details of the PPC when it was at position like six or seven? Like, tell me what you remember from when it was back at six or seven. Like what was going on PPC wise and, you know, if, were you focused on this product? Like th this client does have quite a number of products. So like how much were you giving it a lot of focus? Like what were you doing PPC wise with this product when it was at six or seven? Right. So um, we, we've kind of trained strategies since then, but when we were at six or seven, uh, things were very much in our default, I guess you can say, settings. Mm -hmm. So there's there's certain things that we try to cover as far as PPC goes. You know, we want to make sure that we have a good coverage on uh, sponsored uh, products and make sure that we have a good mix of our keywords and our product targets and make sure that we have it broken out in a specific ways. Um, so everything is all you know structured a good way. We also want to make sure that we have a, a good sponsor brand presence and then also some a little bit of sponsored display. So looking at um, you know the, the spin there, we try to mix it up a little bit. And that's the way it kind of was. Um, we were at kind of our default mode. Uh, we kept hitting this sales threshold where the competition in this category and then even the subcategory within this category is super competitive. Uh, there is, it, it seems like a new competitor every month. Really? And by new competitor, I'm talking about somebody who's willing to spend a lot of cash in, in it. So they're not just, uh, okay, I have one product and I'm going to spend, you know, a couple thousand on PPC and that's it. No. These are guys who come in, they they try to put out a whole entire line of products, and then they have tens of thousands of dollars put into PPC. Um, so we are follow, uh, falling into that and, and going up against that quite often. So there's just a rearrangement. There's also, um, you know, of course, a lot of competition over the keywords and, and the product targets. So CPCs are on the rise, as, as we've seen this year across the board. And uh, when we were... In that position of six or seven, that's where we were as our default setting. You know, we're, we're pushing along, trying to be more aggressive on PPC, on the CPC, sorry. And then also just trying to um, hit things in different ways that we had gaps in coverage on. So, yeah. So I think I would call that like basic ad coverage for a product, right? Making sure that it's in right. all the things that you would be running PPC for, you know, your yep. sponsored products, uh, automatic, your manuals, uh, do probably doing some search term graduation, 
having some sponsored brands video display coverage, right? Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So makes sense. And yeah, by the way, I just pulled up that niche. And again, it's it's actually very complicated to compare stuff. Because like you mentioned that there's new competitors popping up and constantly launching. Uh, absolutely true. And it's weird because on it's hard to compare stuff. When, as we were preparing and talking about this before we hit record, we noticed how like inconsistent the data is everywhere. So like what we call, you know, categories and subcategories does not align with the product opportunity explorer. They call those niches. Like what niche are you in? So like there's an incongruency between like product opportunity yeah. explorer has niches, but Amazon operates based off categories from the you know, how people shop. So like, it's very difficult, but I'm looking at the niche that is somewhat related. And yeah, there's been uh, at least a new successful product launch every single month for the last year in this category. So I also think it's interesting too, like from the management perspective, right? I think if, you know, how many SKUs does this account approximately have? Across the board with all their products, um, somewhere around 300. Right. So that's a lot, right? And I think like if we can click our heels together and be like every product, top BSRs done all the time, <laughs> like every, every switch is turned to on. I think the thing too is like, how did you go about like selecting that product? Like what did the client say? Like what did, you know, did, were you a part of that conversation? Uh, to get to that goal, like how did how was like the hero one? Like if we're gonna go for the top BSR in this category, it's got to be this one. Was it just the one that was naturally the best? Was it the one? Like t- tell me that. Like out of the three hundred products, why this one? So we do go back to sort of that eighty twenty rule. We all talk about that. You know, there is certain products that rise to the top. There's always going to be a sales leader. Um, so. There's specific sales leader that this client has, and there's certain categories, or even I guess you could say it's sub subcategories within the subcategory that they have products within that align best with selling well. Now, there's also another component to this too. There's some seasonality to it because of just the way that their products are designed. One lends itself more to a, a Q2, Q3 sort of situation. And the other one kind of is a Q1, Q4 situation. Uh, so as we... Same and, category. And same category. Yeah, yeah, same category, but slightly different product just because of seasonality. Um, you know, we, we have these fluctuations in what's happening with the weather. Dress kind of changes too in, in what we're, we're doing. So um, there's things that are aligned with that that kind of uh, make these products kind of seasonally related. Ebb and flow. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, as you were saying earlier, you know, I do have a comfort with this client where I've been working with them for a while. So we've been on this trajectory of growth and we are growing the brand overall, which is great. So it's up and to the right. Now it's how do we take these seasonal niches and, and really take advantage of them? Now we're running into Black Friday, Cyber Monday timeframe. How do we ramp to that? What do we do to conclude Q4 and really set ourselves up for Q1 of 2023? And that was the plan is how do we set that in place? So we took a look at it, end of Q3, uh, really looked at the seasonality trends. We knew that the 
Q4 product was going to come back online, get super hot during that time frame. So it was, let's switch gears. Let's start spending cash there. Let's build that out. Let's develop that. So we came up with a whole plan um, internally and then uh, presented it to the client. The client loved what we had, um, expanded our budget, said, go for it, gave us new parameters. Uh, their, their goal was to actually make sure that we were to raise up that BSR number. So that was the main goal that we were trying to capture. Number one, uh, we got there temporarily. And now the goal is how do we get back there again? And that's, that's everybody's goal, right? Yeah. Before we, yeah. Before we talk about the rise of the BSR, I want to go to like, okay. So they said like, okay, it's time for this product. We're getting into a colder season. This product's more appropriate for cold. Step on the gas, Michael, and go give us BSR one. Uh, a couple different threads I want to pull on there, which is like, what did you do? Like, what did you actually do? Because like, you already had this sort of hanging out in its default state, you know, fairly stable. I'm assuming like right. appropriate a cost that you know you're happy with how it's it's doing in its sort of quote unquote off season. What did you actually do when it came time to step on the gas for this thing? So that's where it got really interesting, right? Because everything, like I said, was going up into the right. So everything was growing, which is great, but just in general, was, yeah. Yeah, just in general. But the client was like, okay, how do we accelerate that growth even more? Yeah. So the default plan is fine and it's continued to show growth and, and we're moving in the right direction. It's but how do we really step on the gas? Accelerate, yeah. Yeah. So we had to think about more creative ways to do that. So really it was taking um, opportunities that we had just kind of scratched the surface on and then exploring those a little bit deeper. Also, um, sort of doubling up on a couple things. And then um, we do a lot of internal roundtables where we, we're talking continuously, the PPC team. So there's um, there's one, one person that has a, a thought, an idea, and a process that um, is implemented over and over. And um, it was just something that wasn't tried on this account. So it was, okay, well, this is a new time uh, where we need to find the impressions and build that impression share. So I think this is a great opportunity to try that on this account. So it was really bringing over that new idea. Was the new idea, because you sort of mentioned that the product was in sort of like a default you know, state for us, good ad coverage, acceptable right. ad coverage. I looked at the campaign list for this product today. There's like 60 campaigns with where this product <laughs> is. Like, is, was that the thing? Yeah. So, oh, by the way, this it feels so good here because, like, th- we're we're approaching this episode. I'm going to get meta, meta here. We're approaching this episode from more of like a journalistic standpoint, and I'm at the point where it's like you're about to tell me like, what did you do to take it from like BSR seven eight nine to one? And you're like, you're about to tell me. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So this is great. <laughs> so like, it actually feels almost like a little like, whoa, we're gonna like really tell people like what it was like. Cause yeah, like I saw it before I had like good ad coverage, but now it's, I saw it like, does it, is it not in like 60 campaigns or something right now? Yeah. So it actually is. Um, and that's the thing is like, we kind of always have this question as PPC managers, how much is too much to manage and how much can we effectively manage? Right. So there's that, that sort of give and take as far as time constraints go and then everything else that we need to do to build out just the time to actually build it out and do the research. So it was, we wanted to push this and accelerate it. 
So we had to put in the extra effort into that area to really explore it and see if it was going to happen. And, and it did happen. So that was, you know, one of the things that was amazing is, yeah, you know, we did go from, I would say probably a set of like 20 and we tripled that we're upwards of like 55 or so campaigns that are yeah. running for these ASINs. That Was that just like taking the existing campaigns and breaking them out or were you like just adding completely brand new ones? No, it was, it was, it was kind of, both a little bit more of adding new ones that were not focused on things that we were sort of focusing on. So it was, and as I told you, we we're always sort of right. talking about stuff and there's, there's just some brilliant thoughts that are out there internally to our team. So it's like, yeah, this is a great time to try one of those things. And I can't speak highly enough about this, this one person that I'm thinking of specifically, but um, the ideas and the concepts there were something that I wanted to try to explore on a larger account than I saw previously in other examples. So it worked here. So yes, the the answer to your question was, did we expand out? Yeah. So it was kind of expanding the current process and then also expanding out into sort of other fragmented areas. Now we knew that there was a risk there, right? Now, one of the things is as we're expanding out what's currently working, we know that we're going to get that additional impression share. We know that it's going to work. We know that we're hitting the right targets. This other layer that I'm talking about is hitting other targets that are kind of outside of that purview and kind of getting things to essentially back into a sale as opposed to going straight forward into a sale. So it's a little bit of a different mindset and the conversions on it may take a little bit longer and the A cost may be a little bit higher, but luckily this client was willing to work towards that goal of getting to number one. And this was all explained up front. You know, yeah. this is where that right. communication with the client comes into play. And this is what we told them is it's going to be a long, arduous road. It's going to look terrible at first, but it's going to get better. And it did. So would you sort of say like you went up the marketing funnel? Like if the bottom of the funnel is like the exact thing that it is, you went a little higher up, like to the targeting get more broad, like you're targeting categories, you're targeting. Yeah. So um, just like that, you're talking about funnel, right? So of course we want to hit bottom of the funnel because that results in sales. looks good for PPC. Clients happy. Uh, PPC is happy on our side because we can get those conversions and, and the budget looks good, right? And the efficiency is there. But a lot of times we need to look up the funnel and you need to have a client that's willing to work with you. For volumes. To expand that volume exactly so that's like you said it was more portions of the funnel now so i would say that this is a more holistic full funnel approach now there's additional portions of of the funnel too that we could actually tap into that we haven't explored yet but yeah those conversations are next like how far do we want to push this you know is social dsp do we want to go down that route Right. Yeah. The, the funnel extends, you know, it, it goes yeah, off the yeah. paper off of Amazon, right? Like you want more sales? Well, guess what? Like you can g grab them before they even search on Amazon. Like that's where it gets like super fun. The thing that I would say is like, so that so that's got you to number one. Now it's at like number two or three. And like my first reaction was like, I, I do this automatic, I have this knee-jerk reaction where it's just like, what is even a BSR? Does it even matter? Because like the BSR category node isn't perfect. You might be competing with like things right. that should be in their own category separate from you. Um, for example, like 
you know, let's say you sell bicycles and like you sell like trail bicycles and then like there's different kinds of trails. There's like bikes made for rocky trails and bikes made for like sandy trails and bikes made for, you know, hard dirt, muddy trails. And like those bikes are all different. They shouldn't be in the same category of trail bikes. Right. So like, I'm always like, man, like how actually important is a, is a category in my perfect world. I'm like, we should be competing against the other products that are just like ours, for example. And I think that goes down all the way to like, you only sell a red one of these bikes. Technically you're competing against other red bikes that people like, cause you're, yes, you're competing with a black bike, but you're also like, you're a red bike. There's kind of a, a, a thing here. Um, so I think this, I think like, I have a lot of thoughts about BSR, like, yeah, it's funny. I think of, I ran a 5k with my dad who's like in his seventies and I ran it with him at his pace. So, you know, it took like 40 something minutes to cross the finish line, like with him going at his pace. And I ended up first in my age group because just on that day, there was nobody uh, my, in my age group running it. And I got a trophy <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm like, what? Um, and I'm like, that makes no sense. Uh, but I ended up with the trophy in my age group. So it's like the category was, was busted. And I always think like, I, I, so like I have some thoughts on like comparing like one, one product to another product in the same category when like categories are slightly imperfect, I guess like step away from like, am I crazy? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, it's a great representative of like market domination, I think, but like, it's not actually, it's not actually the true sign of like your share of the market. I don't know. What do you think about all this stuff? I agree with you. I think BSR is not a perfect science just because the nodes and the categories are broken out a little bit wonky. And you always get that oddball thing where it's like you were talking about, you're selling bikes and you're even selling something that's related to outdoors. Like, and you might get a like cell phone cover in it and that's going <laughs> to take up one of the top 50 spots. Right. right. So um, like it, for example, this specific niche that we're talking about has, I would say probably about four subcategories within that subcategory. So essentially out of the hundred, there's, I mean, if you break that out, there's 25 of each that, Right. I mean, we're at the top of, of that specific one, but it's competing against ones that are a little bit different. Yeah. I, I also think too, like your BSR could go up, but your sales could go down, meaning like the category shrunk or like, you know, like the niche itself shrunk, but you just happen to grab a bigger share of it. Like that's still a gigantic win, but yeah. like your sales could theoretically go down yeah. moving from BSR eight to two theoretically, if the market were to shrink. Right. So, so yeah. So it's like, how do you consider, like, as you're doing this exercise, how do you track differences between like a better BSR and like weighing that against spend a cost revenue for this product? Right. Um, that, that was kind of the trade-off with, with the client is they knew that a cost was not going to be the greatest because Essentially, it's it's an advertising investment, right? That they're making into organic sales that are going to happen later. Um, and and really, when we do see that, when we do win a badge or we 
move upwards in the BSR. Um, however imperfect that system is, we do see an advancement of sales. So their yeah. theory and their thought process was we're in it for the long haul. Right. We want to be one of the market leaders. So whatever it, it kind of takes, we're willing cool. to take that pressure. So yeah, it's, it's a great relationship that we have with this client cool. and uh, working with them is, is fantastic. So they understand that sort of, yeah, they, they understand Amazon as a holistic beast. Yeah. And, and that's really w- what separates them from most. That's a tip right there. Yeah. I think too, like, so now we slid from BSR one and I take it like, I'm just assuming like you didn't shut off campaigns. You didn't do any of that stuff. You just sort of kept, kept things running. Why do you think the BSR fell? You know, I think that there was, we got into the Black Friday, Cyber Monday timeframe, and this is what the ramp up was for, right? Mm. The whole Q4 was kind of built around that, that strategy of let's take advantage of that because we're going to run lightning deals during that timeframe. Yeah. We knew we were going to sell fine and conversion was going to be good. You know, a cost is going to be whatever it was going to be. Um, and it wasn't too bad actually, um, with all the sales and everything, all the numbers put aside at the end of the day. The thing is, we end up going into this situation where there's a lot of competitors. And like I said, it's a super competitive niche where I think people just get super sucked into that Q4. They're like, yeah, uh, I need to win at any cost, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And if I don't, I'm going to go hard after that to try to win whatever I can. And they just blow up their ACOS. I've seen that so many times where like people are running at like a 90% ACOS like all of December. And it's like, Wow. So you think uh, other comp- you think the comp- competitors that climbed above are doing did it unsustainably? I think so. Yeah. yeah, because we're seeing some of the competitors that are sort of coming out of the woodwork that we can see that are pushing extra hard on ads right now that have visibility that they never had before. So that's that's one one clue there that we're seeing. How do you, yeah, how do you so. measure how do you measure visibility? Is it just like what you notice, or just like are you using a tool or anything? There's no specific tool right now, no, and and that's still not an exact science too. But I mean, we're on this account frequently. We're doing our searches frequently yeah. and just seeing the presence and, and right. the new names. Yeah. So, what is so like? Where where are you thinking in the terms of the next few weeks? Right, because we're going to record another episode, yeah. release it next week. So we're recording this part A on December 6th, but we're going to record again in the next couple of weeks to sort of check in and then we'll release these back to back at some point, I think in like February. Right. So like, mm-hmm. what does, what do the next few weeks hold for you and how you're thinking about this and this particular product? Like talk to me there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think that we, it, it's one of those situations where somebody's acting a fool, right? And and you're like, don't stoop down to their level, you know, don't do that sort of situation. It's kind of like that with CPCs to some point, some degree. Mm. You said that you were talking about there's a unsustainability, right, to the to the way that they're acting right now. And it, it is, they can't do this forever. So we're gonna push them to the point of of sitting with them, being, you know, a number two, <laughs> number three spot. We're okay with that right now, because we're not willing to to push it into just negative ROI category. That's yeah. that's not the game that we're trying to play. So they can they can burn that cash. They can sit there in that and and they will do that for the remainder of the holiday season because now we're gonna end into those shipping deadlines and you know Christmas and so on and so forth. So that's kind of the name of the game right now. Um, so really it's it's kind of taking a step back, 
being smarter at our approach. So not only are we going to look at, yes, maintaining that two or three spot, but also expanding out in, in other directions and, and kind of taking that approach too. So just uh, expanding further around the funnel, just making sure the visibility is there, because as we start to get further into it and sort of these guys disappear, which they will because of the, you know, they just can't maintain that forever. Um, you know, then we start hitting retargeting again and, and start hitting them in, in different manners. So there is, there's a whole plan, um, you know, making sure that we maintain the visibility, making sure that we're everywhere on the funnel and then hitting them on the back end, And then also just straight up again, once the uh, CPCs start to go down a little bit more. Awesome. So we'll reconnect in the next coming weeks. I, it seems like maybe just after Christmas, just after January, we'll, we, yeah. we, we can get in there. January 1st, we'll talk about like what, what happened between December 6th and like probably the first week of January, I imagine we'll record it. But um, yeah, I'm so fascinated by this because I think this is a, such a cool format to like hear what's going on. Like, what are you doing to try to manage what's happening and influence what's happening? And then your expectations, your approach on it as well as like, what do we think we can do about it long-term? And it's so unique too. That's, that's another thing too, like hearing how this client is approaching it and you're doing it in this account is probably going to be different than another area, right? Like a, a, yes. than another niche in another category. So I think it's so fascinating to like go deeper more specifically uh, and see what can be gleaned from it. Like what happens when, Dot dot dot. Like that's that 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 is one thing that I I I want the show to answer more of. Like what happens when this does happen? What happens when it feels like you're already maxing out on your PPC and you and and you get to posi- that high position and your sales are up and then you slip? It's like we've already pushed it as as hard as we reasonably can. It's like maybe sometimes you sort of take a beat, let someone like run unprofitably, using that assumption. And then reassessing in some time, like that is a, that's a real approach. This is like real world PPC right here. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I know that the rest of the year is going to be super interesting. Um, I know that for sure. So just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident in our approach. We've seen it work. Uh, we know that it's just going to be some time. So just as we need to tell the client to have patience with us, we need to have patience on our own side. Just making sure that, uh, you know, we're letting the plan work. Awesome. Well, Michael, we'll talk again first week of January, record another pod, and I yep. uh, can't wait to hear the update. Yeah, sounds good. Peace. <laughs> See ya. Peace.